What's up, everybody? We're back at it. We're What's back up? At it. We're back at it again. Jubilee Street, a music podcast. This week, this time, this year, we are doing one of our non-Nick Cave episodes. We're talking about a couple songs by a new band out of England called Wet Leg. I am Ian McCurtis. My co-host here is Jake Curtis. What's up? Hey, everybody. And we're going to get into it. Let's go. What's up, Jay Walkers? Excuse me. Oh, Jay Walkers, shout out. Courtney. Excuse me. Yes. New nickname for the fan base. New nickname for the fan base. So we thank all of you Jay Walkers out there listening to the podcast. And as Ian said, this is a non-Nick Cave episode. So if you are not interested in this, uh, you are more than w- welcome to skip until the next episode where we're going to cover a Nick Cave-centric song. But we definitely urge you to stick around because... We work pretty hard on trying to pick out artists that we think our fan base and listener base will like, so stick around for Wet Leg. So where do you want to start with this one? Ian McCoitus. So this band just came out of nowhere. I don't know if it was like some Spotify algorithm, if they mm-hmm. have some kind of like great PR behind them. Yeah. This band, uh, they put out their first song over the summer mm-hmm. called Shays Long. Uh-huh. And then they put out a song three or four weeks ago called Wet Dream. They only have two songs. They're a very new band called Wet Leg, like we said. And they've just like blown up. They have like millions of views on YouTube, on Spotify. And both those both these songs have just like wormed their way into my ears. They're so catchy. And uh, we were just talking about new music we might want to talk about. And you picked, out of the stuff I said I was into... You picked this one, which I thought was weird, and here we are. Well, as I told you uh, a little bit before we started recording, you know, you had sent out like four or five artists you were into, and I kind of just picked one, and I listened to the song. The Obviously, the people I chose were Wet Leg, and I wasn't really into it. I kind of just felt like it was kind of like forward, you know, strong forward drive, like female-fronted punk with like some pop in there. And then I watched the video today. And then last night I was just playing the little single. It's like Shays Long and then Wet Leg. It's just a two two song single they released on Spotify. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. And I, I played that probably like four or five times in a row. And I was like, oh, this song is so good. And it's got the like, you know, the claps and the lyrics are really cool. They're... They, they've got this kind of like, you can tell it's very British because it's got like a tongue-in-cheek quality to it. It's not taking itself too seriously. And it's also very like, it kind of spits, it has this like spit-in-the-face kind of sentiment that I think you and I both really enjoy. And I think, you know, anyone that's listening that's a Nick K fan probably enjoys that as well. They, they, uh, it almost sounds like when we were kids, you remember those iPod commercials they'd have where it was like a silhouette of someone dancing? And uh-huh. Like a- 
one colored room. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the bands they would play on those commercials, like uh, it would be like bands that sound like the Yeah Yeahs but weren't as good. Yeah, 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 exactly. <clears throat> it sounds like if that music was good. It reminds me a like, lot. Sound. Go ahead. Sorry. I was like, this just sounds like if you took a dumb song that would be in a commercial and then made it into a good song. It reminds me of that era of music with like OK Go and yeah, exactly. Um, remember that band Fun? Yeah, like that kind of stuff, which I don't think was. I don't think it's. It's not my thing, but I think that that was very like either. this. Kind of seems like a resurgence of like sort of a Strokes like mid early two thousand sound, but like a little bit more modernized with like. You know, like it definitely has sort of that Olivia Rodrigo, like pop punk kind of bounciness to it. But it's also got sort of this like underlying layer, which I think it gets heightened by the the lyrics are really, really, really well written and really smart. And then the tone of the instruments is all pretty perfect. Like the bass line in the beginning of Chase Long is so good. It sounds amazing. Um, I, and I, and I, I go back to what you said about how they kind of came out of nowhere and it's like, sometimes I do feel like, like music sensations, like these two people, like on their Bandcamp page, if I can get it to load, my computer runs a little bit slower when we're, when we're uh, recording like this, it says amidst a night of hazy scenes in their native state or native Isle of white, Ryan Teasdale and Hester Chambers found themselves, it might be Ryan Teasdale found themselves at the summit of a Ferris wheel. They decided to start a band. The band is called Wet Leg. Arming themselves with guitar, effervescent imaginations, and a shared love of the Ronettes, Jane Birkin, Ty Seagal, and Bjork. They set out about making some recordings of their own. Now the two-piece are ready to unleash their next single, Wet Dream. And I felt like this was really, like, it like that little excerpt outside of the music of the band really added a second layer to it because I'm I'm thinking, like, they're like, let's write, let's let's just write a couple songs, record them. And so it's like they probably found a studio or they knew somebody or they had good, they had already been into music and they just hadn't recorded anything. Because you you wonder like this, this music sounds so fully fledged and like fully formed, right? Like it doesn't sound amateur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the first two songs a band would release. And I feel like this happened last year with the band Black Country New Road. Yeah. They had a song called Sunglasses that just blew up and became like super famous before they even put out a record. And I don't know how that happens, but there's just something with post-punk bands in England. I feel like it started like five or six years ago with like Savages and Idols. Mm -hmm. And now you have this next wave that's like Black Country New Road and now this wet leg band and there's just something in the post-punk waters in England. Well, uh, it doesn't hurt to be two women in a band in 2021, you know, like you're going to get more attention just for that because, you know, the typical band is, you know, male dominated or there's just like a woman front person. And then, you know, the backing band, which might usually be guys or something. Um, so I hate to, pull gender into it but that makes that's going to make this more interesting to a lot of people I, that wasn't in, in a factor for me but like no, i know what you mean it's it's you know in in the punk world which i think these songs are essentially pop songs but 
I think they'll probably end up touring with punk bands and kind of existing in that space. I could see them touring with sadly, idols. Yeah, it is sadly kind of like a novelty to have, you know, women in your band still. And it's becoming less and less of a novelty. But, you know, we are still in the world where if you looked at a music festival, you know, what, 10, 20 percent of the bands are going to have women in them. It's not a lot. Yeah, and that's not that is not pertinent to our breakdown or like, you know, discussion of the song. It's just like one thing I thought about, and and also like, it's also just two people. You know, like bands with just two people in them are rare, and like, that's another big thing here. Is it's like there's some phenomenal songwriting going on if like they're getting credited as the main songwriters here, and then you know they've got some they've got they their backing band is like in the Wet Dream video, so. They do have pe- other people oh. in the band. You know, I do. I do think the, the 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 fact that they're women is pertinent in that both these songs are essentially about sex. Yeah, very and, sexual, and I, and I like them. But they're not sexy. I mean, there's a sexiness quality to them, but it's silly. Yeah, and I think you can look at a ton of songs by men that are silly and sexual, but I feel like a lot of times there's this pressure upon a woman making a sexual song to just have it be sexy and that's it. Yeah. So the song is silly in a way that I don't think women often feel like they're allowed to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it also, it brings up a really good point where, like, there was a, there's an ongoing joke in, like, sex culture about, like, spank banks and how, like, you know, you remember times you had sex and you use that to like pleasure yourself later. And this song is like talking about how like even in dreams, women can be controlled into doing something for a male. And I thought that that was a really cool point to make because it's like, how you know, how dare you like, you know, come in your dream be like, because of me. Um, there's like a, that's what I mean by tongue in cheek. Like it's funny. Like I kind of feel like there's a very like stomping on, somebody's balls mentality to this song and that's why they do the like handmaid's tail outfits and i am curious if if you watch the video did you see the what did you think about the lobster claws there's like they're eating lobster at the end and they have lobster claws so this might be a stretch i'll, I'll see what you think the band that this that they from their two songs at least remind me of the most is the b-52s Ooh, yeah like this intersection of artsiness with silliness yeah, that's a great and way to put it. So, the lobster thing made me think of Rock Lobster. I don't know if it was like a subtle B-52s <laughs> uh, reference. Probably not, but that's what it made me think of. That's really funny. I, I it, it could just, I, I, you know how I am. Like, I usually kind of read into it and, you know, lobster pincers are very painful, so you don't want to mess with them. But yet, you know, we still kill and eat lobsters, even though they can be dangerous animals to mess with. And um, they're also very intelligent. They can live in insane amounts of pressure in the ocean. Um, so I think there's definitely some correlations you can draw to, like, the experience of women there. Like, just constantly, like, you know, dealing with bullshit that men don't ever have to think about. And, like... I didn't realize that they were Handmaid's Tale outfits. Now I get it, because I've seen commercials for the show. Uh-huh. But I've never watched it. So I, I've never watched it either, but I know the conceit of it. But I have read the book, and, you know, it is a lot about, like, female repression. So maybe the lobster things could just be, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to pleasure yourself if you had lobster hands. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's, there's a lot of different ways you could take it. Um, someone in the comments on the Wet Leg single on Bandcamp said that uh, they thought the video was Wes Anderson inspired. Did you, did, do you see yeah, that at all? That. I think in the colors. Yeah, and just like the shots, how like sometimes what's going on won't be the center of the frame. You know, very Wes Anderson. I'm interested. That I'm seeing here that they've got shows all weekend, and I'm curious, like if they like whenever this kind of thing happens, like if they just get a boost in audiences, like if their their shows are going to be fucking like huge this weekend. Yeah, it's weird when the you know, like I said, it was the same thing last year at Black Country New Road. It's weird when these bands get famous and they have such little material because mm-hmm. can be dangerous I don't know, I don't at know times. How it well, I don't get like it would. It would feel so scary to put out one song and then you're already famous. Yeah. But maybe, maybe they have some PR mach- machine behind them. That's what they wanted. But like, you know, imagine uh, you know, a band we were in, we blew up like this, and we only had one song. I would feel so much pressure. Yeah, I mean that's sort of what I meant with like this. Like this is like catching lightning in a bottle. I think, and I think this band was the answer to a lot of stuff that was happening in 2021 in music where, you know, they're creating something fresh and interesting. And we've talked before about like cancel culture and like the current state of politics. And I think that, and, and even like there's been a big discourse around the Dave Chappelle standup special. And I think we're going to start seeing even in music bands that are like taking themselves less seriously and like more willing to poke fun at themselves. I am not comparing this music to that Dave Chappelle special. I just mean that there's going to be more tests of boundaries and like music is going to blur the line of like, you know, I think we're going to move into a less serious era of music, if that makes sense in the coming 10 years. No, I think, um, I think you're totally right. I think a lot of times Something punk and hip hop have in common is they kind of uh, when something catches on in those worlds. Yeah, it's usually a couple years before it becomes mainstream. Like stuff happens in those subcultures first. Yeah, and then it bleeds its way in everything else. And I think the past couple years in punk, post punk, has been like the really big wave, like with the bands like Idols. Mm-hmm. And a big thing in post punk, going all the way back to like Gang of Four and even Nick Cave, is kind of a silliness. And I think. Punk is is in a a time right now where it's sillier, in hip hop like a lot of the biggest rappers like Cardi B is so silly like there's a mm-hmm. lot of silliness in hip hop on the mainstream level. Yeah, so and yeah, I think that's gonna, you know, we just we just got out of such serious times between Trump and then COVID on top of that. I, I do think there's gonna be a lot of lighthearted stuff like this coming. Well, I think that's why, like, you could argue, like, Igor by Tower the Creator made sense at the time period it came out, whereas Call Me If You Get Lost is, like, really, like, a fun record. Like, there's not a whole lot of pain. There's not a lot of pain on it. It's mostly, like, look at what I've done. Lowering stakes. Yeah, like, you know, it's a young person looking at the achievements they've collected and being, like, I'm still I've still got a lot to say, but let me let me just have my moment in the sun for a second. And I think it's interesting that a band like so new, like 
uh, Wet Leg, which is a great uh, band name. I think more bands are going to do that, and they're like, I, I think that music never stopped being fun. It just sort of percolates and changes into whatever the time period uh, generates. And, you know, I think we see Fables. different genres switching out. Like, I we we talked about back in, like, 2017, that was sort of the time where pop music was the most punk. That They were saying the most things. Like, you got... Blood Orange, Anoni, and then you have like sort of what came after that with like, you know, hip hop and like Kendrick Lamar around that same time. Like it, it, it all sort of like fluctuates. The music kind of cycles in and out of itself. And um, I don't know. It'll be cool to see what their full length sounds like because when I first listened to these, I was just like, yeah, not my thing, you know? And then I'm like, well, why isn't it your thing? And so I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. Like, it's really catchy and fun. And then by the third or fourth listen, it's just so catchy and, like, lighthearted. It just makes you want to get up and skip skip across the grass. And I, I should say they immediately got signed to the label Domino, which is the label Blood Orange is on and Arctic Monkeys and, you know, a bunch of big artists, especially big British artists. So I'm assuming they have a full link done and, you know, a label that big doesn't sign you based off of one song. So I'm assuming they have a full link and it's probably pretty great if a label that big just signed them immediately. I'm guessing here, but, or reaching, I should say, but I think there's probably a chance that they, like you said, they probably had a collection of songs and then they recorded a couple of them, like shelled out the money you know, who knows what their background is. Maybe their parents are wealthy or they, you know, worked jobs and didn't really do much except, you know, save up for recording and buying equipment. And they saved up enough. They recorded a song or two, sent them off. And then somebody was like, oh, you guys are great. Do you want a manager? And then they just got caught up in that, you know. Like, like you said, probably good PR, algorithm at their control, that kind of thing. But either way, I, I know there is a, a cynical thing that a lot of, like, punk people have where it's like you have to pay your dues yeah but personally especially in this like punk space i love it when a band just like instantly achieves something like because it never happens so it's cool to see it happen it's cool to see someone not have to grind it out for 10 years and just immediately get some recognition i think it's important that it happened right like it should I happen more like it sucks you know i feel like usually you have to just like spend years playing shows to five people before anyone cares. So it's cool that every once in a while it doesn't work out like that for somebody. Yeah. And I think all you can do is if, you know, you just have to put that good energy out there for those people and it'll come back around to you eventually, you know, but yeah, I think it's really strong. Like first material, basically I thought the video was really neat. Um, and I think that wet legs definitely like a, voice and a force to be reckoned with and I, I I don't have much to add about Chase Long I think that that song's really interesting because they change up the vocal style a little bit it's a little bit more whispery and subdued and I don't know if they can keep that momentum going that their first LP is going to be really interesting and I don't know if you got this but I started hearing 
vocals from another band in my head. And it was a little bit more dreamy and slower and kind of sadder. And it reminded me of Big Thief. Their, their voices remind me of, of, is it Adrian Linker? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I, don't, I, I don't know, is, is Big Thief British? I don't know if they're British. No, they're from uh, Brooklyn, I believe. Yeah, there's definitely like a wilt or something in Wet Legs voices. And I, I, I don't know, I think both of them sing, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, So because their voices change. So that's another cool layer, too, is they can do kind of like what Outkast did, where they can kind of seamlessly like weave in and out of each other because their voices sound, they, they could be interchangeable depending on how they utilize them. Yeah, they are... Uh... I mean, maybe once they have a full length, it won't be this way, but they are, the voices are very similar, which doesn't make for a cool effect. Like, have we've talked about the early Outcast records. At the beginning, it's hard to tell which one's mm-hmm. Andre 3000 and which one's Big Boy. Yeah, I think that uh, they have a really cool opportunity here, and um, it'll be neat to see how they pan out in the coming years. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see how, like, pop music and punk music kind of, you know, meet in the middle with this kind of music and what it creates. Because I think this band just seems so much like a spiritual successor to like what Idols was doing on their first couple of releases. And I think if they can carry that like weirdness into a full record, like this could easily be like some of the coolest stuff that we'll, he- we'll have heard in a while. And it'll perform yeah. so well at like Pitchfork and like... Austin City Limits and oh, all those like, like tailor made for that. Yeah. It just makes me happy because there's a lot of no no offense, everybody like what they like, but there's a lot of bullshit right now with like mainstream artists using punk music in ways that I think suck. Like starting with Machine Gun Kelly and then Olivia Rodrigo and Willow Smith and all these SoundCloud rappers working with Travis Barker and there's a lot of punk influence in popular music right now that I think just sucks. So it's cool that this is a punk influence pop band that I don't think sucks. Yeah, ditto. Um, though I would I wouldn't be quick to lump Willow in there. I think that she has a couple good tracks that I've enjoyed, and she maybe what you don't like about her is what I like about her, and that I think she channels. Um, like a kind of Deftones, like new metal sound on some of her songs, and I, I like that stuff. So I know what you're saying, and I think I do think well, the Machine uh, Gun Kelly stuff is just kind of cringy. Wasn't Janet Pinkett Smith in like a, a new metal band? Uh, I don't know. You might know more about that than me. I think uh, I don't. I don't remember what they're called, but I think she was in a band that kind of had a Deftones vibe. Man, Jada Pinkett Smith would make a great like middle-aged Catwoman in a Batman movie. Who's playing Catwoman now? Oh, yeah, Zoe Kravitz. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. She looks great as Catwoman. Welcome to yeah, the forgot, Batman uh, podcast. Yeah, now it's the Batman podcast. I forgot till I saw the trailer that Catwoman was going to be in the movie. Yeah, she does look yeah. great. I, um, I'm excited for that movie, but we're not talking about Batman. We're talking about Wet Leg. Uh, any last thoughts you want to tack on there? I think we kind of summed it up pretty well. No, I just uh, I was blown away. Like you said, the songs are so catchy, and I've just been... Uh, listening to them so much the past month or two i was surprised that you picked it but it was fun to talk about something a little different i've been listening to so much rap the last couple of um 
last couple weeks. Like I listened to that Pray for Haiti record again by Mac Homie, and I really dug that. Um, the Tyler, the creator, newest record really hit for me. Like last week, I like I and I can like I know a record hits for me when I can listen th- to it like all the way through without skipping any songs. Like I like all of the songs, and I do sometimes go back and listen to Corso like three times in a row because I think that's like one of the best ones on the record. It's a great opening um, opening track, like right after the title track. Um, so I chose this. Very well sequenced. Yeah, I was gonna say I did not really think about when you when you talk about like sequencing, like you said, the Kanye record was really well, like was really poorly sequenced. That can make such a difference because the way that that Tower of the Creator record is outlined is so good. The only thing I would change is there's that What's Your Name song as track four. I would have moved that even like to, I don't know though, because it, it, it does segue really well into Lumberjack. So anyway, um, why don't we tack this on here at the end? Did you listen to the Push the Sky Away with the orchestra that they released as another B-side? I did. You know, I, I listened to it on my phone. I was out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really good. Spotify, Spotify has that new, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen it on the app. There's like this little bell and it tells you like new songs that have come out from artists you follow. Yeah. So I yeah. saw it came out and I listened to it on my phone uh, and I liked it, but uh, I didn't really get to listen to it, you know. Well, we can get into it on another episode, like before we like talk about a specific song, but or if we do like a B-sides um you know, episode, we can just include it on there. But I just wanted to bring it up because the listeners might have been wondering if we heard it because we've done the last two B-side singles. Um, I thought it was really no, good. People, it's not a new song. People might have missed it because I don't think they pushed it like they pushed the other two Mm-mm. singles, which makes sense because this is a song that's already came out. It's just a live version. But it is worth listening to. I mean... Yeah, it's great. I mean, if you're like a if you're a big cave head, then it's definitely like right up your alley, which... I think all that B-sides material is like tailor made for like long-term listeners of Nick Cave. So, yeah, um I think that's all we have for you Jay Walkers. Um we've got some Nick Cave stuff coming down the pipeline. I don't know if this will drop before or after that, but I don't want to spoil it. This has been Wet Leg and their Wet Dream single, the seminal pop poppy punk band out of Isle of Wight. Make sure to check them out on Bandcamp, buy their single, listen to them on Spotify, wherever you can listen to music. You can find what, us. What's that band from Louisville that uh, Smut? Joel plays drums for? Oh, Wombo. Wombo's a good band. They remind me of Wombo, and they remind me of this other band that's kind of blowing up called Dry Cleaning. In Louisville? But I find... No. I okay. I don't know where they're from. But I find no, you know, again, no shade. But I find those bands kind of annoying, and I really like Wet Leg, and I don't know what the difference is. I think even if Joel wasn't in Wombo, I would love that band because it. I don't know what they're like now, but when I would see them live when they were first sort of starting out, like the first like year or two, they were around like pretty much right after Android eighteen stopped playing. Joel like went into that heavy, and. I think they're so cool. Like the the it, it, the band itself just works really well for for my interests. Um, 
And Joel is just such an interesting drummer. So, but I know what you mean. They He's they kind great. of fit uh, into that, um, you know, more like wonky, like experimental vocals kind of projects with like a pop tinge. Well, there's a lot of these like post punk bands that that are like that are silly. Like Wombo also is silly, and Dry Cleaning, and even like Parquet Courts who are older. Mm-hmm. But they seem kind of like they have this like like they're kind of removed from everything. I don't know mm-hmm. how to describe it. It just seems like distant and kind of a turnoff for me. I don't get that from Wet Leg. So you don't like Parquet Courts? I want to, but not really. Like, I just, I don't know. It just feels, like, so pretentious to me. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I know what you mean. I've tried putting on parquet courts before. It didn't click with me, but I... uh, But they're not too far off from Wet Leg. Like, musically, they're kind of similar. They're silly. They're, you know... Yeah, but Wet Leg has that senti- those sentiments that you enjoy, like in the the music that really appeals to you. Like, it's got strong, catchy hooks. Like, it's it's an earworm. Like, that's it's a lot like the music you grew up listening to. Like, you know, you the part of the reason you love punk is because it is like like if a punk band does it right, like you remember the lyrics, you can sing along. Like, this is a song where I can just see the crowd erupting and like singing along with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's got those moments. Yeah, um, but yeah, this has so been. Yeah, that's that's what like check out the music videos. They are even if you don't like the songs. Yeah, the music uh, videos are the awesome. music videos are really really fun, really well made. And they made them and like one of the the women directed it. Yeah, which is cool. Another uh, tie into like Tyler Creator. I love artists who also direct their own music videos, mm-hmm. and you get that kind of auteur spirit where everything's of one piece. Auteur. Uh, but yeah, we will be back soon. If you want to reach out to us, we're on Instagram. We have an email, jubileestreetpod at gmail.com. Say hi, say what's up. And for myself, Ian McCurtis. Follow us on Facebook, too. We got a Facebook. If you got Facebook, Facebook you can interact with us there. For Jake Curtis, for Ian McCurtis, say goodnight. Good night. You said, baby, do you want to come home with me? I got buffalo soup.